Okay. Hey, everybody. How you doing? And welcome to the John Riley Project. It's Labor Day, September 7th. Hope you're enjoying a three-day weekend, staying cool, staying indoors out of the 100-degree temperatures. Hey, this is episode 158, and I'm really pleased to have as my guest, Poway City Council candidate Phil Factor is back in the John Riley Project uh, studio. How you doing, Phil? John, I'm excited to be here. You and I have been talking about the second round of this, you know, after being on 140. And uh, I've been looking forward to this so much. A lot to talk about, um, lots to share. But, you know, the big thing is I'm hoping that uh, um, the people out there in Poway and beyond get to know me and, and know why that I'm running for city council in Poway. Awesome. Yeah, we had a great conversation. Gosh, what was that, back in June or so? It was. Um, and uh, so, you know, just to, before we get started, I have an open invitation on this podcast for any political candidate that can join me here. We'll have a discussion. We'll talk about the issues. We've already had a number of candidates here in Poway um, for uh, both school board and for city council. But that invitation isn't limited to Poway. So anybody really in San Diego County that would like to join us, the invitation's on the table. We've got some, we're, we're kind of dancing with a couple of other Poway City Council candidates. We're hoping to get them here on the show, but we love having you back too. So, you know, Phil, we were talking, gosh, a few months ago. And before we get started, maybe for those of you that are new to, to learning about you, Phil, can you just give us a snapshot of who you are and why you're running? Absolutely. So I'm Phil Factor. I live up on Iron Mountain Drive. I'm married, have uh, two sons and uh, six grandkids and a great grandkid. Um, I came to Poway in uh, 1976. Can you believe that? That was quite a quite a long time ago. And uh, I came here to become a teacher, a football coach, um, ended up counseling, ended up doing a ton of stuff from everything from clubs and organizations to um, volunteering a, a lot of th- in, a, in a lot of different areas in Poway. So, um, yeah, it's 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 been now, you know, almost like 40 plus years. And uh, it's I find Poway to be the dream place, you know, you ever go on vacation and, you know, you're traveling around and you're, you're looking at all these places. And then when you come right into the town of Poway, coming back from your vacation, you go home, sweet home. And and you get that, that feeling of just that comfort. It's, it's like, you know, remember when you hear about this, just, just tastes just right. This bed is just right. This, you know, it, and it's power. And everybody that lives there, I, I think we all join in on, on feeling that we definitely have that quality of life um, that we're so accustomed to. So amen for Poway, right? Yeah, Poway, it's like Goldilocks, right? So it's it just uh, it's just right. <laughs> um, well, that's awesome. Uh, so, yeah. Phil, I, I want to mention this, John. Oh, yeah. I want to mention this. Anything you want to ask about me um, through the show and and find out about me. Um, one of the things is I'm an extremely open person, very transparent, um, not only in who I am, but also in um, my politics. And, and I want to I want to be very open. I'm going to let you know that who I am, who you're going to see here today, who you're going to hear today is Phil Factor. And uh, I, I'm really looking forward for, you know, you to even get get to know me better. But more important, 
um, the people that are going to be voting for me and, and put me in as the next city council member. Right on. Yeah. Let's let's have an open conversation. Um, I love the fact that you're you're so candid. You're so willing to answer questions. And in fact, for those of you that are watching the live stream on Facebook or on YouTube, you can ask questions of Phil. Just type them into the comment section on Facebook or on YouTube. I'll see them here on my screen and then um, I'll read them off to Phil and give him a chance to answer. And um, why don't we just start there? I think um, we've already got one question here um, from our good friend Pete Neal here in Poway. And he said, hey, there's a lot going on in District 2 in Poway. In accordance with your representation, what are you hearing regarding the farm and the last city council meeting regarding the three locations for affordable and VA housing. So there, that's a little two big issues there. There's the farm and then affordable housing. Which one do you want to dive into first? I, I want to framework it first. And I want to talk about what Phil believes. And I'm going to start off that a number one people come first. And you got to remember that. In fact, John, if you want to write down how many times I say that it, through this podcast and then give me the number at the end. So everything about me is being a true representative of the people. Two. The second part is Poway is city in the country. And I'll say that a bunch, too, because that's why we live in Poway. We live in Poway because we love the environment. We love the open space. We love the idea that we feel safe in this community. We're not looking at building it into a megapolis or teropolis or whatever, you know, big city, San Marcos, whatever. We want to keep it small. By myself, I am against building in Poway. And you're going to hear that from me, and there's a reason why. Most of the people believe that Poway is fine just the way it is, that we don't need to have more homes, more buildings, and build Poway into a bigger city. People love Poway the way it is. And so I'm going to framework it there. Um, that's not to say that, yes, we have a couple of lots that the city owns that uh, are city property and, and that we're looking at doing some things with. Uh, I also recognize that there's a, a the big proposition P and, you know, Pete brought it up the farm and I, I will definitely talk about it, but I, I'm going to say this too, John. Um, I'm not going to tell you my position on the farm until the end of the show. So oh, at, at the end of the show, and you want to find out how Phil's going to vote at the end of the show, then you stay on this show for the whole entire time. And I'll tell you exactly how I'm going to vote and why I make the decision I make. So, okay, good. all right. So let's start off uh, back to the question. Um, let's do talk about the farm a little bit. So the farm is proposition P mm -hmm. for those that aren't really aware of it. It, it used to be a golf course and uh, it has been turned into Blythe. It, it's, it's one of these places. If you go buy it right now, you're saying who let that property go. Weeds are high, plants are dying, it's fenced in, and, and it doesn't fit into the neighborhood right now. It used to be a beautiful golf course where many people used to go and, and golf and recreate, swim. Uh, we used to go there all the time for banquets. We'd have our, our football banquets there and, yeah, and uh, wrestling banquets there. And 
it, it was just a, a great place for families to gather. Um, I, I remember I, I went to a, a, one of my partners, Josie Rhodes, at uh, Mount Carmel. I went to her uh, um, memorial for her mom. That was actually the last time I was there. This lady was 90-some years old and uh, a, a lobbyist. She had made every inauguration, okay, during her, you know, from the time that she was a kid and didn't miss a one. Anyway, I went to her memorial there, but that was that was probably a, a good 10 years ago, I would say. Um, so back to this, this uh, Michael Schlesinger bought the property um, from um, the people that own it at Stone Ridge because it was going bust. And uh, as you know, in, in the last election, he tried to build condos there and, and the city voted it down. When I say city, the citizens voted it down. So now another proposal is coming up and it's Proposition P. All the city council members, all five of them have endorsed it in front of the city, in front of the community. Um, all the candidates other than Phil Factor have endorsed it. I'm the only holdout. And you're going to hear at the end of the show my feelings about that. So I'm telling you right now that it should be um, a, a battle. It's going to be a battle in this election. And I walk the precinct. And I'm hearing yes, I'm hearing no, I'm seeing signs that say yes, I'm seeing signs that say no. I'm getting phone calls from people all the time that are trying to persuade me to vote yes. And then I have other people that are saying, Phil, you can't do this to our neighborhood. It's going to bring in traffic. It's too dense. And so I'm hearing it from both sides. So, So, yeah. Here's a question for you. So, again, I I hear you want to kind of save the the tease till the end on how you're going to vote. But let me ask you this. You're hearing from the people. You're talking to the people and you're hearing people that are for the farm, against the farm. What does your instinct tell you? Are there more people for it or more people against it? What are you hearing? You know, that's that's one of those questions, because it's real important to me as a representative of the people people first, because that's going to weigh in. And I've been out there pounding on doors. I've been, you know, opening myself up, asking people. Someone's walking down the street in Valverde area. Um, I introduced myself, and my first question is, what do you think about Prop P? So um, I'll be honest with you. I'm hearing both sides. When I first started off, I had gone to four seminars that were put on by uh, Kevin McNamara. And Kevin is a developer. Um, after going to the fourth one, I made a public statement, and uh, Joe St. Lucas brought that out the other day, that, Phil, you said you were for the farm. Joe, I never said that. What I did say was that I believe that Kevin has put together a great um, proposition for the city. I see it moving forward with, by this city council. I see it getting people supporting it, endorsements. But I've also seen that the fact that when I go to these forums, that they're put on by Kevin McNamara and they're they're stacked with a ton of people that he's brought in or a ton of people that are going to ask questions. But they're pretty much in line with the idea they want something done with with that with that land. Now, pounding the streets, I'm hearing the other side and I'm hearing people say I'm really concerned about traffic. I kind of like it just the way it is. It seems to be quiet there, serene. Let's let it go natural. And so I'm kind of hearing these both, the other ends. 
I, I want to bring this this up to this is I don't know this is a little volatile bringing it up, but um, you and I talked about three weeks ago, and I said, John, I have a great idea. What if we have a debate right on your show, and we bring in one representative that says no, and one representative that says yes, and let them battle it out. Let's get phone calls in. And then at the very end, Phil Factor will do a reveal. And, you know, I, I had I had the no person all standing up. He, he was all ready to go gun haul. And then I called the developer, Kevin McNamara. And Kevin decided that he didn't want to participate. And I understand why, because, um, you know, Kevin's put a lot of money into this of his own money. And, uh, you know, he didn't want to face the topic of, you know, someone coming on your show and, you know, kind of digging in on something that he's worked so hard on and has put a lot of money into it. So um, I backed off on Kevin. Uh, Kevin and I are, are gentlemen, gentlemen with one another. Um, I have total respect for him. But um, at the same time, um, I, I told Kevin that, you know, I'm not going to support the yes or the no. And I wanted him to know that right up front that I was going to be true blue fill factor and listen to the people first. OK, yeah, I'm keeping track. That's the seventh so, time you said the people. Do you mind if we uh, do you want to still talk about the farm? I'm, I'm willing to do that. But I, I also want to talk about those other three. Whoops. All afternoon. We have all afternoon. Okay. So please let's just finish on the farm, your comments, but with the exception of the big reveal, um, okay. let me know if some additional thoughts. I mean, you know, like for example, traffic, you know, yes. do you think the farm is going to increase the traffic or does the, the, the technology for the signal lights that Kevin McNamara is proposing as part of the plan, is that going to make potentially traffic better as an end result? What do you think? Well, when they had the meeting at the city council, this was the one that uh, um, Kevin got sick when, and, and didn't make. So his uh, um, PR person actually did the program. Uh, I, I asked the actual person that was in, in charge of traffic planning that question. Mm-hmm. And they said that most of the traffic is likely to go west from the farm um, in terms in terms of, of, of traffic. And because, you know, my big concern is when kids are going to Poway High and they're coming from the the southern part and it's it's one way, one way. It's 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 not in front of Bridalwood. Uh, Traffic really backs up and it backs up all the way down Twin Peaks, all the way start going up towards the grade. You make a right on a spoiler coming down the Poway grade, and you're going, oh, my goodness, it's, how am I going to make it to school? So th- those things exist at that end, but the traffic guy said most of the traffic will probably head the opposite way, and I question that. But, um, yeah, they're going to have smart signals in there. Someone pointed this out to me. Let's just figure 160 residents are, would live there. That's, that's how many homes. And let's multiply it towards maybe 2.5 number of people in a household that drive a car. Okay. So you, you have those numbers. So now you're, you're up to, well, you double, you know, 160. And, and now you're, you're past 300. You throw in some more. You're about 400 vehicles coming out of there. That's non-commercial. 
then what happens is nowadays, you know, who's doing the shopping? Well, we have uh, um, Amazon coming to your house, Amazon Prime. We have UPS. We have FedEx. We have UP, you know, UPS, all these. And so now we have commercial traffic that, that's drawing in there and that adds to it. So um, I, I think that the people there in that community, the surrounding community, will feel um, uh, the, the Im- impact of, of traffic. To say that they're not, I, I think that's, that's looking at it with blinders. So I, I believe traffic will be an issue. Um, nothing wrong with slowing down, though. You know, why do people have to go 55 miles an hour um, along that area? So. You know, maybe someone's going to say, well, yeah, traffic, there's going to be more, but people are going to have to slow down. And that's a good thing. Uh, Other people are saying, no, I want to get home. I don't want to sit in traffic. I don't want to sit in another streetlight. And that's a bad thing. So, you know, you kind of hear that. What concerns me is traffic accidents um, and people getting hurt. Um, There are some areas coming out of um, the area, as we know, Green Valley. And people that have left Green Valley to that intersection, and I'm talking about Longest Bowl, that's a dangerous intersection. Have, have you ever tried to get out of there? Yeah, it's a tough one. I agree. And, and so um, they're feeling that already without this, you know, this going in. So, uh, again, people first. I'm concerned about how the people that live there are, are, are going to feel about it. Uh, are they going to be safe leaving their homes? in that added traffic. Um, there are some things that can be done. Um, you know, people have come up with roundabouts and other calming things that, that could help it out. Um, I'm definitely not an expert on traffic, but um, I, I definitely know sitting in traffic um, on the wrong time, you know, when you're ex- you know, expecting to get home or something yeah. it does become an issue. Well, it seems like traffic is probably the biggest objection to the development, not just at the farm, but also on Poway Road. But Uh, I would like to say something, though. Yeah. When, and this is kind of jumping, but when the decision was made on Twin Peaks, on that property near the Circle K for the veterans, you know what? know what ended up being that the city councilman stood up and said is traffic we're not going to do it so right. here's the question is the people in green valley and surrounding that using traffic as their number one weapon to say no against the farm and i do think that it is definitely one of those major concerns but should it be one of those disqualifiers should it be the disqualifier that is going to say that these 160 homes shouldn't go in mm-hmm. again at the end of the show <laughs> okay okay let me ask you one more question about the farm okay and i'm okay. trying to dance around this because i want to ask you how are you going to vote on this but yes, I'll, I'll play along okay uh, so Let's say hypothetically that it doesn't pass in November. Okay. What do you think should happen at that point? Well, I'm hoping that uh, another offer would come in. Um, I'm hearing a lot of people would like to see some kind of golf course go back in there or some kind of hiking trails or some kind of, you know, more natural feature. Um, People in Poway 
again, this is the other word that we talk about is open space and city in the country. Right. So how to keep a city in the country would be to keep it natural and, and keep the habitat that's there and try to enhance it by, you know, doing the right things that um, wouldn't disturb it, uh, wouldn't disturb the, the uh, critters that, that, you know, ponder there. Um, but at the same time to be able to have um, that open space for people. But it's private um, property, right? right? So, so if Schlesinger, you know, that loses, he's probably just going to leave the fence up and just let it continue to be blight. I mean, we kind of know his strategy, what he did in Escondido. So it, it, here's I'm, the, here's I'm the thing. That's going to be the case. Do, do you think Poway has enough parks? Poway, every city could always use more parks. That would be a beautiful park. I mean, I, I grew up in the San Fernando Valley and remember going to Griffith Park and knowing how, how cool that was. You know, it was it was a multi-purpose facility. I, I don't know if any of the viewers or listeners um, grew up in the L.A. area. But, I mean, no, we don't want a zoo there. And, and no, we don't want the space shuttle put in. But Highway zoo, that's what we need. But, but you know... <laughs> We did have a travel town there, which was way cool. And it was, but if we could turn that area into another park and and now someone's going to say, where are you going to get all the money? And Phil Factor has an idea. I have an idea later on the show that I have a way to generate some money that this city hasn't even thought about. And it would Ah, be able to pay for a passive park. But uh, anyway, I, I think that, um, like I said earlier, you know, Kevin McNamara came up with a great idea. Um, I haven't heard any other proposals. Um, I do know that people would like to see um, more golfing in, in Poway, um, especially public golfing, where it's more open to the public and that um, it, they're not paying big dollars. It, it would be something that people feel, you know, that that they could afford. Yeah, well, that's that's going to get into a case where I think the city would either have to negotiate a deal to buy the land or take it over by eminent domain. The existing city council, the five that are there, have shown no interest in that. But, yeah, who knows? Maybe you, you're elected and a couple of other people of like minds. Then, yeah, then I think that could change. That that uh, uh, approach could change. Okay. One of the things, and 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 I'm gonna. I also want to frame this. Uh, I feel factor. I'm not going to attack this current city council, and the reason why they are public servants. Every one of them has done a hard job. You know, a great job for the city, in that they've put lots of effort of their time, um, a lot of consideration for the people. I, I don't necessarily agree with any of them, but at the same time, I do respect them, and. Uh, um, I do see this city council as being pro-development. I see that they do want to build. I do see them gun-ho about Poway Road, which I do want to talk about, which I am not gun-ho about. And the other thing is I I know that they're gun-ho about putting 160 homes in. I'm not. And so um, I I, I totally have a different feeling um, than they do. Uh, if you're going to elect Phil Factor, you're going to know that I'm against development in Poway. And you're going to know that outsiders that come into Poway that want money from the, the, the people in Poway to make their money as developers. I said, I say not, not here. Go leave. Find another turf. 
Well, I think you're already giving it away on which way you're going to be voting. But uh, um, at any rate, there's a we had a comment here from uh, Kelly Harris. And actually, she just said what I just said. She said, but it's private property. Do you propose the city by the land? Um, yeah. So uh, I think again, that's an idea. I, I like that, Kelly. I, I like the idea that, well, maybe it's not your idea, but I, I think if the city uh, was able to, you know, check out one of the uh, money making uh, ways that I, I, I propose, um, we might have enough money to go back and, and buy it off of Schlesinger and turn it into a, um, a, a public usage as a park. So it's, yeah, definitely. Okay, so you, you touched on Poway Road, and, and I, I want to get there, but I want to finish uh, Pete Neal's question. Um, the other part of his question was the last city council meeting um, had a, a conversation about three potential lots for affordable housing or VA housing. Let's go down that path. I think okay. the three sites that were being discussed was the one that was there on Twin Peaks Road by the Circle K by the North County Soccer Park. Um, then the second one was the location of the Big Stone Lodge on Old Pomerado Road. And then finally, the Monte Vista site, which is kind of nestled back in uh, the where all the medical and dental offices are by Pomerado Hospital. Right. So give me your thoughts on those three sites and sort of the overall affordable housing strategy for the city. OK, I will do that to start off with um, Big Stone Lodge. I always call it Old Stone Lodge. You and I were talking about that earlier. And it's uh, it's old in my eyes because it's a historical monument. And you don't erase history. I'm, I, I stand for my platform says it. It's right on when you vote for me um, this November 3rd. Uh, you're going to see that you're voting to maintain that and make it the Old Stone Lodge um, and preserve it as a historical monument, mm-hmm. um, an event place for Poway. Um, I know that uh, um, one of the other candidates in district, uh, uh, the South District, District 4, would like to see it as a passive park. I support that idea, but I'd like to up it. I'd like to put it back to its glory days. And I'd like it to be a uh, a venue where um, we can show our, our kids Route 66, what a gas station and, and a little food stand um, was, you know, was once like in Poway. But uh, um, so that right there, a number one, I'm going to stand behind that protecting that property as much as I can. When I heard uh, the presentations at one of the workshops at City Hall and I heard people just jump on and say, we need to protect it. And I I heard people that even came from the Historical Society of San Diego that says, you must keep it. It's the law. And I thought to myself the whole time, I was clapping really loud. Everybody got mad at me. And uh, I was standing up, shaking hands in, 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 yeah. in the audience of the city council meeting saying, I'm, and, and right after I greeted every person, I said, I'm going to stand right behind you. And I've made it part of my platform. So that's that lot. And that isn't a lot. But let's get rid of that word lot. That right there is the historical monument. Right. Two. Let's talk about the area near Circle K. So right now it's uh, uh, used for utility stuff. When they want to pave a road, they put their trucks there and and asphalt and whatever they're going to do, and and they use it. Um, During rodeo season, um, 
Wow, we're going to miss that, aren't we? We're missing that right now. Yeah. I could, I, 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 um, anyway, we'll talk about that too. But it's a parking um, lot for the rodeo, right? Yeah, they they use it for parking. Yeah. And um, I know that a lot of the people right there, and this these are people I represent. Uh, I will represent district too. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them have concerns about anything going in there. And, and um, I, I think that, you know, they're worried about traffic. They're worried about uh, who's going to live there. And at, at the same time, uh, I'm thinking that it is a nice site to be able to take care of our veterans and to put veteran housing. It would be um, people that would enhance our community that, has served our country and that it's, it's a way for us to throw out a red carpet. And that is a beautiful spot. It's, uh, um, it, it, it's, you know, it's real close to my home. And um, I would love to know that that was being used for the people that gave their, their, their life and their souls to protect us. So I would be very supportive of it to be veteran housing right there. Well, let's interject on that point. So let's say the city established affordable housing for veterans. Do you think it should be only for veterans? Um, Would you have to be a veteran to qualify? How how do you see that working? Well, you know, a long time ago uh, when Phil Factor was born and uh, we lived in in Hollywood, California, my mom and dad were looking for a home. My dad had to put one dollar down to buy our first house at 9872 Stanwin Avenue, Pacoima, California. And um, that was one of the most important things that happened in his life was serving in World War II and then being gifted the opportunity to raise a family in a home that the country helped him get into. And so, um, you know, why not go back to really um, making it affordable for our veterans? And, you know, I, I'm sure we'd fill it up. You know, if, if if there was a unit or two that was left over and, and, and no veteran wanted to get in there, make it affordable to someone that is making minimum wage. I mean, that's going to be a topic I want to bring up, you know, real soon here is we have people that um, – are really struggling to find a place for their family to live. And so um, if there was a unit available for them, why not give them the opportunity? But I I think in in this case, that neighborhood um, would really enjoy having veterans there. And and the more the people really think about it, how can you say no to a veteran family? How can you say no to someone that served the country? Um, Especially when you know that they, protected us and that they, they were you know they were what red white and blue is all about and those beautiful stars um so i think that's what i would do with that lot and and uh, i definitely agree uh disagree with the city council and last time they had this chance they turned it down and if i was the voting member i would have said i'm the single guy raising my hand saying I want to see it put in there. And um, of course, if, if it's people first and the people are adamant against it, if they're adamant against it, whatever Phil Factor says doesn't count because it has to be, from me, a representation. But well, I, I would try to convince the people it's the right thing to do. 
Well, it's interesting because I remember back when that all went down, the veterans housing on Twin Peaks. Of course, there's an outpouring of, of support for veterans. And I think we all know the reasons why. And you articulated that very well. Um, but there were people in um, on, you know, just north of Twin Peaks, um, that community there where they were the ones that were objecting because they were concerned kind of like with the farm. They were concerned with more traffic. But then many people said, oh, that was totally overblown, that the 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 number of cars that would be going in and out of that facility would really be almost I- inconsequential. Um, so this is a delicate balance, right? You you want to listen to the people um, you want, but a lot of times people are NIMBYs, right? Not in my backyard, but then there's this desire for affordable housing, desire for veterans housing. And then, you know, then it becomes sort of this, uh, this uh, shell game of where do you put it? Um, yes. So it, it's an interesting topic. And I, I think if I remember correctly from the 2016 election cycle, um, your competitor, Barry Leonard, was listening to the people in that community. And I think that was one of the reasons that drove him to vote against it. Yeah, I disagree. Yeah. I, I, I think I think if you really listen to the people, they're going to stand behind that American flag. And I, I think that, um, you know, a lot of the people that are supporting me are coming from that area. And uh, I'll tell you what, they're good, good hearted people. They, they are people that that just love Poway. And I, I think if, if they knew that it, it it was done in the right number, I mean, it's only two acres. So yeah, let's, let's, yeah. let's not do what we're doing to Poway Road and put three, you know, three stories and dig a basement, you know, for parking and, and right. you know, ensure that, you know, it's going to look like another town. I think that, you know, have you ever been, you've been, of course, to, you know, old Poway Park. Oh, yeah. And, and right across the street, they built some some affordable housing, and um, they're they're beautiful. I mean, it, you look over there and you're saying, "Wouldn't that look good?" Okay, right there, I, I would say that it would be beautiful. I, I think it would really uh, enhance that neighborhood. Um, and it, like I said, it, I think it would be, as we say, a, a five star. But okay, again, no. Phil, all due respect, devil's advocate, you're against construction in Poway, but you're for construction there on Twin Peaks? We have that lot, right? Mm -hmm. We also talk a lot about Poway, and we talk about veterans and helping veterans. Mm -hmm. And even though I'm against development, I also am for veterans. And Uh, and so when we talk about development – we start talking about turning it into a uh, Del Sur or a, a, into a <laughs> yeah. San Marcos. Nobody wants that. Yeah. And we start yeah. seeing these big, you know, open space areas taken up. Heck no, no way. Right. But we've been talking about this lot for years. Yeah. A long time. And I don't consider that more development coming into Poway. I, I do consider what's going on on Poway Road more development coming into Poway. Yeah, that's a whole because other that's going to be a. Someone says the S show. Well, I'm going to say that it's the unsatisfaction show because people are going to be unsatisfied with what this city council approved on Poway Road. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that that two acre lot. 
um, would be just right. So um, I, I, I would stand behind that type of development, um, not the type of development we're going to see on Poway Road. No way. What about the Monte Vista site? Have you gone over yes. there and checked it out? I actually went out? over there. And um, I think that because it's so close to the hospital and um, it, it really does fit, there's there's a, a bunch of uh, assist, assisted living type facilities right there. Yeah. Um, it, it, it seems to me that it, it would blend right on in and it, w- it would help out that, that part of the community. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to bring up something that, um, I, I think is going to be controversial and people might not like hearing this from Phil Factor, but like I said, who I am and what you hear and what you see is uh, it. Um, do, do you notice that every time we talk about affordable living, it's veterans, seniors, and people with disabilities? Generally, that's true here in town and here in Powell. So what about the person that is making minimum wage or has a part-time job, where do they get a lift? Where's their dream in Poway? Um, It's never, ever mentioned. It's never, ever thought of that. How are we going to help the person that doesn't have, barely has enough to feed their family, barely enough to clothe their kids. They're the ones that walk their kids to school because they don't have transportation where they put them on our, our, our community buses. What are we what are we doing for them? And I'm I'm, I'm going to say this. Hang on. This is going to be controversial as anything. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Because I want you to know, Phil Factor. I love people and I love people of all flavors, all colors, all cultures, all backgrounds. That's right. And I say that everybody in Poway should have the same invite, should have the same love for the community and be welcome. And if this community thinks that keeping certain people out of the community is only to focus on veterans, seniors and people with disability and keep people that don't have a lot of money out of Poway, that might be people of color. Yes, they might be people of color. And this is your way of saying we're meeting our quotas. Phil Factor is very upset with that. And I'm going to tell you why, because I love all people. And I want to make sure that um, my grandkids who go to schools in in Poway, I want to make sure they have a multicultural, diverse experience. Right now, they went to Terra Bonita, and now they're going to go to Twin Peaks. Well, they're in Twin Peaks. And guess what? They're not getting a multicultural experience in either one of those schools. They didn't get it in Terra Bonita, and they're not getting it at Twin Peaks. To me, that's missing out on one of the greatest things we have to offer our kids in today's culture is to be able to meet families and people from all different backgrounds. And like I said, this is controversial because a lot of people are uncomfortable with this. But truly, when I was an educator, well, I'm a still an educator. I'm, I'm, I'm a lifelong educator. Yes, you are. I want to make sure that every kid that walked into my classroom was welcomed. And I enjoyed the fact that I had kids that came from all over the world and from all different cultures that entered my room because they enhanced the learning experience. And I think we're missing out if we only allow certain groups of people to move into affordable housing. I think that we need to open it up to the people that are our um, 
as we would say, there are frontline workers in, in, as our essential workers, our essential workers. And they might be likely people of color. And you know what? I want to see that in Poway. I want to see this community grow in a way that brings culture and people even, even greater together and to have that quality of life. So uh, I, I had a problem when um, one of our council members brought up affordable housing and said it should be for seniors, it should be for people that have disabilities, or it should be for vets. And I thought to myself, what about minimum wage people? What about people that are truly low income that are struggling? Yeah. I mean, they're struggling. And, and, and where are they going to live? If, if we're going to have all these people work up in the new um, you know, distribution center for Amazon, where are those people going to live? They're not going to live in Poway because there's no place for them in Poway. So, uh, again, I, I, I don't want to sound hypocritical here. I, I'm, I'm not for development. But at the same time, if we're going to open up and say affordable living, I also want to consider the people that have been least um, focused on, and, and that is the people with minimum wage. I'm going to stand up for them um, just like I am for the veterans. Uh, Right on. Not with that yeah. same. I, I don't mean to make it sound like, you know, veterans should count first, but at the same time, inclusive rather than exclusive. That's yeah. a big difference. Well, you're 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 the man of the people. So um, you're the humanist. Right. So yes, sir. I totally get it. I mean, how you want to invite people into Poway, regardless of, you know, color of skin or ethnicity or religion or any of the other defining or gender. Gender preference. That's, that's true, another yeah. one. You know, right I, I, I want everybody living in Poway to feel comfortable, to know that, yes, we do have the best sheriff department in all of yeah. California. It's one of the most, you know, protected towns. And why not, you know, have um, them be able to reap what we call quality of life. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I totally agree with you there, Phil. And what this is the part that I struggle with because on one hand, people say we need to have affordable housing, and I'll just say for veterans, all right? There's also seniors and people with disability, but veterans is the one that people often go to first. But then you wonder, like, if, if it's just for veterans, to your point, then it's exclusive, it's not inclusive. Um, and then, frankly, I often have wondered if it's even discriminatory and if it's legal to make a, an affordable housing only for certain people, Um as much as I have sympathy for veterans, as much as anyone, um, I struggle with that on whether or not it's just for veterans. Um, but, you know, the Poway is also built um, a lot like, you know, the affordable housing across from Old Poway Park. And uh, there's a more affordable housing lots there um, kind of near Hillary Park. And and then also on the other side of Poway Road, kind of behind the movie theaters, so but, but you know places, what? But then there's not enough. Uh, yeah, I think it, you know, one of the affordable housing uh, units on Matadi Lane went up for sale, and you have to file papers, but you have to come up with almost four hundred and ninety plus thousand dollars to be able to get into that. And sure, you know, there's different programs, but um, I, I'm going to take my son Lucas and Rachel, my daughter-in-law. Um, my son, you know, he he's making. In fact, you just got a new job, $25 an hour. My daughter-in-law works at U-Haul right on Poway Road and works um, 
right near the hamburger factory in those assisted living. She has two jobs. She's really working hard to make money. And neither one of them can afford to live in Poway. So you know where they live? They live at Laurel and Factor's home. They live at on my property. I have a second residence there. And um, they can't afford to have a home place. They have a family of five. So it, they, they went looking for apartments or a home. Uh, they wanted to spend $1,200 a month. That's what they felt that they could afford. And everything was coming in at $2,500 a month. Yeah. Um, I showed my daughter-in-law some places on Oak Knoll. And she said that, uh, um, you know, she, she didn't feel comfortable, you know, renting an apartment on Oak Knoll that was a two-bedroom apartment when the family has been, you know, living up on Iron Mountain. And um, she, she would really like to rent a house. And I started thinking, here they are, a family of five. Both have incomes coming in. Both are now uh, responsible adults. I say now responsible adults. And they would like to have a home for their family. They wouldn't qualify for affordable living in Poway. Where would they have to go? They're thinking about Arizona. Is that really what we want? Uh, And one other thing, you know, I heard Dave uh, Grosh say this a couple of weeks ago. He said he would love to have his son buy a house in the farm. He he said it would be a great place or even on Poway Road. And he talked about that. And then just the other day, I heard him say his son bought a place in Rancho Bernardo. And I was really happy for him and and his son and his family. And and that's great. But um, how do you afford anything in Poway? And that's, you know, affordable living in Poway um, with the median income of being more than most, you know, upper middle class groups. You know, if if it was Missouri where my other son lives and you were making $45,000 a year, you know, you wouldn't have any problem, you know, living there. Make $45,000 a year here. Where are you going to live? Yeah. I mean, we, I think we did, we kicked off the podcast talking about how wonderful Poway is. It's Goldilocks, right? It is perfect. It's a very desirable place to live. It's got a great school system. Um, It's got, uh, it's a great place to raise a family. It's um, well, lately it's been pretty hot, but you know, we often enjoy a little more temperate kind of not too far from the ocean. So it's a, it's a great place to live. So there's always going to be a lot of demand. And it kind of gets into that, you know, supply demand thing where we have a limited amount of housing. But then when we restrict development, then it makes housing more expensive. But then we don't want the development, but we want it affordable. It's it's a tough pickle to solve. Right. Yeah. So but I, I hear you. I mean, it's hard to live here. And to your point, you know, when that large building up on the you know, we, we jokingly call it the penitentiary up right. there on Scripps Poway Parkway, that's going to be an Amazon distribution facility. And, yeah, there's going to be a lot of, um, you know, minimum wage or fifteen dollar an hour wage. Uh, those people are going to have a tough time figuring out where they're going to live. And most likely they're going to be commuting a long distance to go to work. It's going to be you know, you say commuting. Do you realize that right now, on, and this is another fill factor change probably. Yeah. If, when, when I am elected, there's going to be a transit system or some kind of public transportation on Scripps Parkway. And I'm going to work my tail off to make sure that there is. Because right now, the essential workers have to walk up that hill just to get 
to work. There is no transportation system set up for people without cars. And that, that to me, when you have 19,000 people working up there, and now you're going to add another 700 essential workers, how do they get up there? So the public transportation it only is up and down Poway Road. It doesn't go on Scripps Poway. Is that what well, you're actually, saying? Right? It, I, I've actually ridden it because I wanted to study exactly what I'm talking about. Good for you. And, and that, that was one of the things as, as becoming city councilman. I, I, I've been doing my homework for over a year here from everything from a sheriff ride along to um, going and, and riding the, the local bus to visiting the old or the uh, temporary senior center. I went to all those places to do my homework. Right and I, I found that, yes, it goes up and down Poway, and they did cut it short. It used to go in the, into Garden Road area, but they cut it short. And it only went up to um, Midway or Midland. Mm-hmm. So that, And then it also ran um, in the morning routes it, it, and, and the afternoon, late afternoon, along Poway High, Espola. But it also went along the Pomerado route and went all the way through into Rancho Bernardo to the transit center on the other side of the freeway, which we would have called the west side of Rancho Bernardo in the industrial area. But uh, nothing in our industrial park. What a sham that is. And and to think that um, our city hasn't pushed for that. Um, especially because, um, you know, one of the other topics is going green, you know, doing the right thing for um, commuters, but also for um, energy and and for the world global, you know, saving the world energy wise. uh, I would have thought that they would have come up with something. So I'm going to push that also um, as your next city council member. Right on. Yeah, I, I, I was surprised by that because I figured that there would be public transportation into the business park. But I know that's something, I, if I recall, there's been other people in Poway that have been clamoring for that. Um, you know, if you don't mind, let me go back to some of these questions that have come in on the live stream. And by the way, if you're listening or watching on the live uh, stream on Facebook or on YouTube, we invite you to ask questions and I'll read them off to Phil uh, so we can get your input from the audience. Um Pete Neal also asks, would you consider veterans first and then go to first responders and then to teachers as sort of a stack ranking for affordable housing? What do you think of that? Well, Pete, you know, I'm a teacher. I'd put us last. Um, No, just joking around. Honestly, um, I think veterans um, need to be counted first on this. And um, as much as I love firefighters and, and our law enforcement people um, and definitely love teachers, um, that's first. Um, I, I hate, you know, questions like this because they're very discriminatory. They, they start saying, well, why this guy instead of that guy? And, you know, why this family instead of that family? Um, it's tough. But, yeah. um, you know, it's, let me tell you an ideal situation because it, it, it would take away from everything, you know, that why not allow a, 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 a pool? In other words, everybody that qualifies, be it first responders or, or teachers or, or um, vets, and they go into a lottery and you pick 10 people from this 
pocket, 10 people from this pocket and 10 people from this pocket and 10 people from this pocket because you only got 40 places. And now you got the people and, and you didn't have to do anything. It was by chance and it was by luck, but you separated it based on the categories and that everybody was a happy camper. Um, you know, I know as city councilman, I'm not going to make everybody happy. Uh, I sure wish I could. I sure wish that I could fulfill everybody's dream. Um, yes, it's never going to happen. You know, you if I could write a million happen. dollar check for you, you know, and, yeah. and I had the money to back it, um, yeah. I would write it for every single person. But I, um, I, I think coming up with the, the solution, the, the best solution that is equitable, um, it, I, I would say that that has to be really concerned in, in, in the distribution. Um, you know, Pete, you know, I've talked before. I, I'm going to throw this at you. I sure do respect you as well. And I'd listen to your advice. Uh, you know, I've talked about committees, which I would like to add into the city council. I, I think that the city of Poway has chopped down its committees and has empowered themselves. I want to bring committees back into the city. I want to bring them in as people that have views. And let's hear what the committee comes up with. Not Phil Factor, not Pete. In fact, Pete, I'll invite you to be into that committee and be a part of that decision making. But um, I want to make sure that it's fair and equitable. Um, I would like to please everybody. And I would like to do it in a way that, again, you're going to write this down, John. People first. Um, You know, people get to make the decision. That's what representative government is. And, and let that be um, to the point where everybody knew that we did it in a fair way that wasn't emphasizing one over the other, that we were treating everybody um, with this democratic idea of uh, decision making. Yeah, man, we're, we're, you know what, we're like 53 minutes into this and I still have a whole bunch of questions. I'm loving it. You, you loving this? You have, I could tell you have so much energy. You have so much passion for the city of Poway. I mean, can we keep going? You, you I'm, on. Man, I'm excited as anything. You know, my students, you know, my students were just like you. And like I said before, I, I love teaching so much. A lot of the, a lot of my kids just like hanging out in my room, you know, and, and, and right just like this. So let's continue, please. Okay, let's let's switch com- total gears here okay. and go to another topic. And it's right there in your district in D2. And it's a big part of your website. It's the Poway Center for the Performing Arts. Where are you on this topic? I know we talked a little bit about it in June. Has there been any new developments, new views on really what the answer is to resolving that facility for the city of Poway? Okay. I, I, I want to start off by why... Phil Factor is behind keeping it in the hands of the city of Poway. Okay. Now, most of you probably have heard this. I'm a coach. I'm a football coach. Mm -hmm. I don't miss football games. I watch football all the time when it's on. My wife is a theater person. I love my wife. In fact, her and I next month will be celebrating our 50th year together. Right on. And I'm talking about we met each other in high school. That's so, so cool. Only girl I ever dated, really. But the point is, is that we have not only my wife, but we have people that love theater. They love the arts. 
I love football, but I believe that everybody should have that love. Everybody should have that. And when I heard Janet the Tank present, and when I continually hear her present and I see her work, I know how much it means to the community and individuals. Mm-hmm. So a number one, the city and the Power Unified decided to build this facility in a joint venture with joint share. It was a part of the redevelopment funds. It's been in the management of Poway. It is one of the true jewels of Poway. Hmm. It costs $700,000 a year to run it. Minus the money we're getting from the cell towers up on top. That's a joke. Are you there? I'm here. Hello. I, lo- no, I lost our picture. There's no cell towers on top. All of a sudden, I lost our picture. How do I get that back? I don't know. Oh no, I can see you, Phil. Okay, as long as you can see me. Yeah. Um, well, and let me just ask this for those of you in the audience: if if you notice we have any audio, uh, visual, technical difficulties, please share it in the comments because maybe I don't know if it's just on Phil's computer or oh, something. I'm like back. I'm You're back. back. Okay, I'm good. back. Okay. So right. uh, let's go back. Uh, I was kind of joking around, but, you know, there are cell towers on there that are bringing in money. Um, yeah. When they first started a workshop and it, it, it basically stemmed from the budget committee each year has said, we need to do something about the deficit is causing the city. We can yeah. no longer afford $700,000 a year and go in the red. It's draining us. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're trying to keep our budget at a, at a level point and we keep on going down. So um, it was, you know, put in front of the city of how do we get this resolved and um, word from one of the, principals um, at Poway High said, we, we want to use it more. What can we do? And started rolling the way where the school district started showing some interest in it. And I was there at that workshop and I heard and I said, no way. I've been in high school performing arts centers. I mean, Mount Carmel High School, I remember sitting down in the seat, just putting my hand down on the seat and coming up with a lot of bubble gum. And I'm thinking to myself, no way do I want to see that happen to our performing arts center, our PCPA. And, and, and it's a place where people go and get dressed up. It's a classy place. It's, 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 it's a beautiful facility. Um, And so I, I really want to see it maintained. I want to see it run for the city of Poway. I do want to see us figure out a way to finance it and, and keep it rolling. And um, I, I will put my hand off to uh, um, and salute uh, salute right now, Steve Voss, for assigning two of the city council members to uh, work with the citizen committee um, mm-hmm. and come up with solutions. But I, I'm going to say this. Why did it wait? Why did he wait so long? When so many people came to the podium, came to the city hall meetings week after week after week after week, and even with a petition of over a thousand people. And finally, he decided that we're going to try to keep it in, you know, in in the city's hands. 
And, and I thought to myself, a lack of, of response. Because when I saw all those people, when I knew that petition was there, when I know how hard Janet worked on it, and I heard all these people, all these people from little kids that performed there to a, a, adults that said it changed their lives. And I'm thinking that city council was non-responsive. They, they basically had their mind made up that they were going to turn it over to the Powell Unified School District to wash their hands so that they would have $700,000 more in their budget. And I thought to myself, you take away the cultural arts, you take away what that means to Poway because you can't afford it. I say, so find a solution, find the money, make the money. You know, when Poway wanted two fireworks, they came up with a way to do it, right? Thank you, Edco. Hey, we had two fireworks shows. Two fireworks. Yeah. I know darn well every year when they're fundraising for that parade and then for the 4th of July, they can come up with money. But another thing, I'm going to throw this out. You know, this is another big one. But um, Poway City Council lacks transparency. They lack it in their budget. They lack it in their planning. They lack it in the way they deal with the people. And I'm going to say this. When you are honest and that's what I'm running on. Honesty, trustworthiness, transparency. I want to make sure that the people know. We don't know how much the industrial park. Now, you're going to tell me 19,000 people work up there. Mm-hmm. We have all this industry. We now have Amazon going into the penitentiary, the big building. <laughs> yeah, we do. Is that money going to help us in the city of Poway? It should. Uh, historically. This is before we even became a municipal or a city in 1980. We had four car dealerships. We had a Chevy dealership. We had a GMC. Um, we had a Honda, I believe, and a Ford. Mm-hmm. And if I'm messing that up, I, I just know that we had car dealerships and the greatest revenue that came to the city, that came to the area, was through car sales. Yeah. And that supported the beginning of the 1980, the beginning of our, our our city, because we depended on them selling cars to be able to do the things that we did. And now, you know, here we are some um, what it's 40 years later and we have and, and, and our original city council members. They, they truly deserve a whole lot of credit. I mean, I was they're, they're the founders of the city of Poway as a, as a government, mm-hmm. I, they had so much insight and they wanted to build this industrial center so that they were going to be able to provide the quality of life for the citizens, the residents in Poway. But where's that money? How much money are we actually getting from the industrial center? How much does general atomics? And we're talking about the largest corporation that's up there. And I understand government contract so that, you know, they're not making the same money as Home Depot or Costco or Kohl's or In-N-Out Burger or any of those other places up there. But what is their contribution? What if General Atomics, listen to this, what if General Atomics adopted the PCPA and they called it the General Atomics Mm -hmm. Poway Performing Arts Center and they – 
even gave for, for their top employees, they, they even put a name on a seat that says, this is for our top engineer of the, of the week on this day. And they paid for those seats. And, and, and they actually made a contribution to our city. I, I haven't seen their contribution. I haven't seen a lot of those companies' contributions. We have a big database company up there. What do they What do they bring in, in into the city of Poway? And I would like to see the industrial center up there pay their fair share. Um, and one of the things that needs it right now is our performing arts center. And I'd like to see money. I'd like to see money that's kicked in by our corporations. And I know everybody's been hit by the COVID. I know everybody has. It's 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 tough times, but a lot of the corporations, and I, I also realize that we just lost six percent of uh, of our workers up in uh, General Atomics, and yeah, my heart goes out for those people, um, and a, a big concern. But at the same time, many of those corporations um, have not taken the major hit. They haven't hit, taken the hit that Steinmark took. They, they haven't taken the hit that Kaminsky's has taken, you know, or some of the other restaurants that, you know, we love in Poway. Uh, I, I happen to love Kaminsky's because uh, one of my students invented my actual, my first football player at Mount Carmel. It's his barbecue sauce there that when you really you dip your food in, um, it was my quarterback. Yeah, Scott Merkley. Scott right Berkeley on. was my first quarterback at Mount Carmel, and uh, he's part of that uh, that family. But anyway, back to this. Um, I, I think the money is there. Um, I, I also am going to throw this one other thing. It's kind of a, a, a an off thing, but it, it solves a lot of problems. Um, how many reservoirs do we have in Poway? One. So do you think one is enough? I, I don't. I think that we had talked about years and years ago as a reservoir, possibly in Rattlesnake Canyon. Um, I have this uh, former wrestler that, you know, that's a good friend of mine, one of my big supporters uh, to see me as a city council member. Even though he lives in the Del Sur area, Demetrio Duran came up with this idea. He said, how about, Phil, if we take water from Poway and pump it up to Ramona? Ramona would love it. They've asked for help. And then we ship some of that water back downhill and create power. Interesting. Think about that. Water up the hill, mm-hmm. water coming back down, hitting turbines, being able to create power so that the city of Poway is off the grid. And that way, now we're saving money, and now we could build that golf course that so many people want at um, Stone Ridge Country Club. We could buy that land because we're creating our own energy. We're not taking off the grid. How from are you going to get the water up the hill? You got to you got to power it up. Get it up. <laughs> but you know, you're, you're going to once you get it up there, coming on downstream, you're going to you're going to be able to make more, and you're going to be able to create more power than it costs to go up. Now, now, now I'm not an engineer. Um, well, I love the innovative thinking. That's but, what I love here. But it, it's going to solve some problems. We need more water in Poway. We also don't need another water crisis where we're depending on one of our reservoirs. No doubt. Um, we also need a, a way to even process water better. We are 
as a city, we all took a water hike. Everybody in in in, in Poway is paying more for water, and we're being told is because we have to get it from San Diego, and less people are getting from San Diego, and therefore we're paying more. So one of the things that I'm thinking is let's solve our own problems. Let's make solutions and let's start working on the problems that we have. And, and it's, it's just an idea. But again, um, I talk about committees, as I mentioned to Pete, I really believe we need a utility um, uh, committee that's going to handle the trash, that's going to handle the sewage, that's going to handle the water. And we need a people's committee that is going to be able to be able to give these type of ideas, check them out and be able to move them forward, um, put it in front of the staff to see if it's possible. But also if, if, if it does, then ask the city council if, if, if they accept that proposal. So it's just one of those ideas that I have. Um, always need ideas, no doubt. I think you've got some great ones. I, I love the corporate sponsorship at the Poway Performing Arts Center. I think it's a good idea. Um, but you know, the, just to just to be candid, the, the the businesses up in the Poway Business Park they pay a great deal of property tax because I know sales tax and property tax are the two primary revenue drivers for the city. And I think the property tax revenue up in this business park has been significant. So they are paying. Uh, they're not paying as much as maybe some other companies, but. And then General Atomics, I mean, I think they just took a hit, didn't they? Like, um, yes, they did. I think they, they, there were some cancellations by the Air Force on some of their projects. Hopefully that hasn't been too big of a problem for our, our residents in Poway. But the idea, you know, you just touched on that utility committee. That would be a good one because a lot of people are angry in Poway that really we, you know, we only have one high-speed Internet provider, you know, with primarily for most of us it's Cox. And there's people that struggle with that, why we don't have other options. I'm hopeful some of that's going to change when 5G rolls out. Um, but, yeah, I think citizens' input on a whole range of things would be always very good and would help the city in terms of being more transparent and more open. Let me add this in going to the city council meetings. And I've, I've been from the, from the days of Betty Rexford when she was there. Um, When um, my next door neighbor, Linda Brannon, when she was there, Um, I've been there when Jan Goldsmith came into office. I've been there forever. Okay. Mm -hmm. But um, most recently when I sit in those meetings, I recognize the fact that most of the stuff that comes through there are planning issues. Yeah. And that's not to say that our planning department um, isn't well managed, but I I do believe that something's missing and it's missing big time for me. People first and people are excluded. And what happens is what happens is, is the staff has their ideas and they usually give, you know, the, oh, this is the way you can do it. And this is the way you can do it. And this is the way you can do it. And then the, the city council members vote on it. It's not going through the people. Mm-hmm. And it needs a planning group that is a steering committee that represents the people. And I'm going to talk about Poway Road right now. Yeah, let's do it. Our city council rammed it, rammed it down our throat to have this done. It didn't come up to the people for voting. What they did was they put together a group of people and they asked questions and they got what exactly what they wanted through with that group of people. 
And that group of people, okay, are to this day, I mean, I asked one of them the other day, and they said, hey, it was a great experience. They said, oh, it was just right. But now what I'm hearing is, who are those people? They were hand-selected. They were hand-selected, and I believe they weren't truly representing all the community on both sides of the coin. Because, you know, when, when you have something, there's usually a yes or a no, just like the farm. Mm-hmm. On Poway Road, there was no yes or no. It was a yes, yes, yes. This is what we're going to do. We're going to reconstruct Poway Road, and this is what we're going to do. And then they asked for the ideas. And now the people are feeling that they didn't get a vote. They didn't get a decide. And the reason why it lacked transparency, it lacked. And we're going to be stuck with a concrete jungle. We're going to be stuck with three stories high. We're going to be stuck with the mess. Look at that outpost. Are are you going to tell me that they should have gone forward on that project? They're still pumping water. Where's that yeah. water coming from? It's, it, 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 yeah. And you know what? They're throwing that water away. If they were recycling it or they were using it for something positive, but they should have abandoned that idea and they should have come up with option B and what's going to work on that land. But instead, I guarantee you, and, and, and almost everybody believes this, that they're going to have this continuous problem. I'll tell you what, I'd never, ever park my F-150 truck down on the bottom floor, you know, during the raising season, because guess what? You know, it better be airtight and not let any water come through because that that bottom level, I guarantee it's going to pull water. You know, it's a funny deal. We were just talking about Pete Neal here and, and his questions that he shared. I remember the first interview I had with Pete Neal when he was a candidate in 2018. He commented that they, they shouldn't be digging there because of the water table. And that was before they even, you know, had the, the, the grand shovel ceremony to get started. And, yeah, they've, they've, they've had trouble there with water. I mean, it's right there by the creek bed, right? So they're going to hit water. Yes, they are. So uh, Poway Road, um, the development there, uh, I say that let's get that People's Committee, elect Phil Factor, let's get that People's Committee there, and let's make sure that as it's developed, it, it's going to be done right. And and I don't have that feeling. I, I, I don't know about you, but it, to, to me, I, I just don't trust the commons, the, the idea that they're building this and, and that they're doing it right for Poway. Um, you know, what's going to happen to all those thrift stores and, and the bowling alley? What are they actually going to put in? What's that going to actually look like? How is that actually going to impact the city of Poway? Um, you know, what, what are we really looking at? Do we really trust the decision that was made? I say put the people in and let's let the people make sure that it's going to meet our town needs and not just the developers needs or a group of five that's sitting in front of the city council saying, yes, all five of us vote yes on Poway road, because we're about developing Poway into this city. What about city in the country again? What, what about the idea of listening to the people, the hometown feeling yeah, this is an interesting topic because I moved to Poway in 1996 and my family, we lived out on Garden Road um, and my children went to Garden Road Elementary. And from the moment that I moved into Poway, 
I heard talk about we need to transform Poway Road, that it's too eclectic. There was no planning, that that there were abandoned buildings and and it was worn out and tired. And people had various grand plans, if you remember, about how to revitalize Poway Road. And then I think there was a citizens committee that really dug deep on this, came back with some ideas. And then we got hit with the Great Recession and then everything went sideways. Now they're coming back. Now they've started development. But there's a lot of resistance to some of this development. But then I often wonder, well, what's the alternative? Should we just go back to the status quo? Would that have been better? Or is there a different view or a different vision of what Poway Road should be? I mean, what are your thoughts? I'm going to go backwards one step. You know, some of the money that came into Poway was redevelopment money. Yeah, a lot of it. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm going to question the uh, how that money was spent. I'm just wondering if uh, it was done right or it was done the wrong way. And I'm talking about illegal stuff and I'm talking about inappropriate stuff. And and I don't have any proof of any of this. I'm not trying to start this conspiracy theory or whatever. But <laughs> okay, the, the fact is, is that we had a chance we had this money that was called redevelopment. Mm-hmm. And at that time we saw the, the need to redevelop. And I know some of the money did go to some of the, some of the uh, shopping centers and some of the areas right now, the, the best thing that can happen is let's make sure that the citizens have a viewpoint and have participation. Uh, it's it, it, it to me, is a win-win when you involve people. You're not going to make everybody happy, but it's a win-win. When you start doing what what this city council has been doing, this city council isn't trusted. And there's a reason why. I mean, they felt it with the penitentiary. They're kind of feeling it now with Proposition P and, and the farm. And they're thinking there's got to be more to this. When you have citizens involved and they're giving their feedback and, and and they get to play jury and they get to give you both sides of the coin, mm-hmm. then you start winning trust and you start winning back your city government that is a, a, a functional city government that is based on democracy, representative democracy. Mm-hmm. And the, the best way to do that is to bring back a citizen community and a city planning group that is a steering committee, especially on Poway Road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, it, it's it's interesting. We, we've we've already got started on a number of development projects. I say we. I mean, like, I mean, there's development projects underway on Poway Road. But yeah, the, what's going to happen where the bowling alley is, where the thrift stores are? I think that that pre- piece of property is in play. Um, you know, the city council hasn't made any final decisions on that land. It's private property. Uh, so they're just going to approve the plan or not. So, that, yeah, it, it's an interesting discussion. Um, now that we're partway into the development of Poway Road, I wonder if the people feel differently now than they did when the first citizens committee came forward for the Poway Road redevelopment. Um, and, and then another thing is there. One of my buddies lives on Matade Lane, Jim Dutton, a great friend. He, 
you probably know Jim. Jim is, has been a, a teacher in Poway Unified. He used to be at um, Meadowbrook and then went over to Mount Carmel, soccer coach. This, this guy is, is all about Poway. And his concern is, is that that Matade lane, that it's going to be, a, you know, every car is going to try to bypass Poway Road and go on these side streets. Yeah. And so with the, with the traffic, um, how are we going to help the neighborhood you know, right there as we increase the number of residents on Poway Road. So it, it's that's why it, it, really the city council, if they were wise, they would have a steering committee. They would stop taking all the hits because I'll tell you what, the people are furious about the city council's decision on Poway Road. And if they put it to the people and let the people decide, they wouldn't be the bad guys. I, I, I'm telling you right now, as a city councilman, I'm not going to be the bad guy because I'm going to turn it over. I'm going to ask you guys your opinion, and I'm going to try to hear that. And, yes, I'm going to make some bad bad decisions in your eyes because sometimes you have to do that as a leader. You can't mm-hmm. always depend on other people making your decisions, Phil Factor. I understand that. But at the same time, this is such a big thing. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go to something similar. Proposition P. Okay, we're back to the farm. It's taking lots of effort and planning, lots of feedback, lots of decision, people voting. And the people are really talking about this. I mean, I walk my precinct, it's yes and no. Yeah. And people have their opinions. When it comes to Poway Road, they felt they were left off. They felt that, and I'm saying, why didn't we ensure the people transparency the trust of a city council by letting them decide. And I understand it's not a redevelopment thing, a rezoning thing, but it, how important it is. Everything all right? Yeah, like the, my front door rang and my wife oh. just poked her nose in my office. I'm sorry if I was a distraction. No, 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 no. I, I'm so. a, as a teacher, I always watch that type yeah. of thing. I, I'm a people person. And if something's going wrong, I really notice it. I create a distraction. Okay, no, okay. no problem. But back to what I was saying is that when we're talking about Proposition P, that's being done right. It's, it's in front of the people. Mm-hmm. Why not? Why didn't we do that with Poway Road? And I believe that the best way to fix it now is a steering committee that is working as the planning group that's going to be steering the city in the direction of the citizens for mm. Poway Road. Yeah. But, but the devil's advocate comment, has has the horse already left the barn? Are we too far down the road? No, we're not. The, okay. they have, we're not because, um, let me ask you, do you know what's happening at on the Bowen Alley site? What's going to go there? My understanding is, is they've discussed putting uh, residential um, properties there, you know, some kind of a multi-story, multi-family housing. And I know that the city council has rejected at least one plan, um, but I don't know if any final plan has been approved. I think they're waiting on the property owner in partnership with the developer to come forward with a new plan. Point made. So it, it hasn't been decided yet. And so That's my understanding. It, so. Because it hasn't been decided, then we put a hold on that and we put a, a, a people's committee in and have them join in on the decision making. And you know what? I, I, 
I'll tell you what, developers, they're not interested in you and I. They're not interested in the citizens. They're interested in the big bucks behind, you know, and 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 making their way. I also noticed that some of the uh, developers have also been adding to people's campaigns, and that oh, yeah. bothers me a whole lot too. Um, I'm going to make it really clear: I'm not to be bought. No one in Poway is going to own Phil Factor because people, people mm-hmm. are going to be represented in a way that you know flat out. I am not taking it, and I have not taken a single endorsement from anybody. And there's a reason why, because I'm going to make it really clear that I'm not going to be one of these people that meet at some restaurant or bar and make a decision after a city council meeting or um, to decide who the developer should be. It's not going to happen if I'm city council member. Right on. So, yeah, there you go. You're of the people, not of the special interest, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, let, if, if I, I want to get into a few more topics, but before yeah. I do, uh, just a couple of housekeeping things. For those of you that are watching the live stream um, on Facebook or on YouTube, we invite your questions uh, to bring them forward. I'll ask them of Phil. At the same time, if if you like this podcast, we encourage you to you know click on the like button and share or, or share it that's good for Phil frankly it's good for me and my podcast so we would always encourage you to to like share subscribe spread the word cuz you know we want to make this a community forum we welcome all Poway council candidates Poway school board candidates to join us here they can reach out to me at my website johnreillyproject.com or reach out to me on Facebook or Twitter and uh, we can continue the discussion. I love this. I'm having a great time. How about you, Phil? Are you doing good? I, I am. I, I want to make sure that people know that I'm not angry, but I'm serious about being your city councilman. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, 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 I'm not angry when it comes to this stuff. I, I just want to make sure that we win back what Poway is all about. And that's I want to fill that city council meetings with people that have concerns and help them with solutions and and not have them come into the the city council meeting and basically distrust who they're, who they're talking to. And as a city councilor, this is so important. A couple of minutes ago, you were distracted. And do you, do you know how fast I noticed that is something was going on? You did right away. Okay. Yeah. And, and I'm gonna I'm gonna share this even with my opponent. My intelligence, the area of intelligence that I have, is people. That's why I'm a humanist. I read people. That's why my students love me. That's why their families love me. That's why the people that know me in Poway love me and care about me because I care about them, and I show that interest. I find that this city council has not responded to the people when they come to the podium. When the people ask for help, they're looked down upon. And I had this thing. I had this thing that, that that made it so easy. You could ask any of my former students. On the very first day, I wrote my phone number up on the whiteboard. And I'm going to tell everybody it right now. My phone number is 858-375-3615. I'm going to repeat it. 858 858- Three seven five, three six one five, and I'm giving it to you because I care about you, and I, I want to make myself available. I want to make sure that you know you can call upon me, 
The second thing I used to do is I used to climb up on my desk. And so I was like eight feet tall uh-huh. and I used to look down on my students and I said, I will never look down upon you. I jumped down and I got on my knees and I said, I feel factor respect you as students. I respect you as people. I am a facilitator. I will help you learn, but I also learn from you. And that's what I'm saying to all you out there in the city of Poway. When you vote for Phil Factor, I want your trust. I want to care about you, but I'm never going to look down upon you. I'm never going to be snotty. I'm never going to put my nose up on you. I'm never going to treat you rotten. I'm going to respect you. I'm going to, I'm going to love you like I love my students with a passion of care. And that, that to me is what Phil Factor is about. Now, if you think I'm too, you know, huggy, kissy and all this type of stuff, okay, maybe I am. Right. And that's maybe you're going to say, well, this humanist guy, you know, he, he seems out of line. He can't be that good. Well, guess what? Ask my students. Ask if Phil Factor really cared about them. And I'll, I'll tell you what, I am real. And that's what I'm offering a government in Poway that cares about the people that's going to be taking a Pete. See, Pete and I met and I listened to him. I like his ideas. I like the fact that he wants representation, that he wants to have the community gather together. And Pete and I agree with this. I would like to bring the neighborhood watch, our, um, our um, emergency core together with community leaders and form little leadership groups in our community mm-hmm. and be able to have what I call block parties or block meetings. Yeah, yeah. Neighbors meet neighbors. And then I show up and I say to them, I'm Phil Factor. I'm here to listen. What are the issues you have? How can I help your community right here solve their problems? What are the issues to you? And by doing that, now I'm able to have people share with me so I could truly represent. And you have to ask people. You can't treat people by thinking that you're better than them or that you know more than them. And the fact is, I'm going to learn a lot being a city council member, but I'm going to learn a lot because I'm going to listen to the people. And I'm going to learn a lot because I care. When you care, when you really care, I mean, it. I'm, I don't mean to get emotional here, but when you really care, okay, it's what you're all about. And, mm-hmm. and I'll, what you see is what you're going to get. You're going you're gonna to get a man that's going to give four years, that's going to stand behind the people of Poway. Phil, I appreciate that. Um, I appreciate you getting real right there. You're very real. This is the beauty, I think, of this podcast conversation is hopefully the listeners and viewers really can understand who you are and what makes you special. And I think, you know, you're getting right down to it right there. Um, And I, you know, I'm a little emotional watching you do that. Um, That's special. And, you know, when I've talked to people in the community and a lot of people have commented about you because they were your students and they loved you. And there's been a lot of people out there that are supporting of you. So, man, this is terrific. Um, I love how you're just you're just being really open, really transparent. Thanks. You know, a, a 
when I uh, first thought about running, I was uh, on the drug task force working with Susan Golding and um, Bob Trenton and some of the other leaders uh, at that time. Um, uh, Linda Brannon uh, was in Poway and, and she knew about me and brought me in as a representative um, when it came to drug abuse prevention and community resource. Uh, we formed this group called Contact, which we really don't have time to talk about, but it was a lot like that block party idea that Pete and I had been shooting around. Um, but it, uh, um, I started realizing that um, I really wanted to be a city council member uh, and represent the people. And I said that to my students. And you know what they said, Phil? They said, Mr. Factor, don't. Mm. They said, don't. And I said, why? And they said, because they're liar, cheaters, and thieves. That's what the kids think of politicians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now what I'm seeing is I'm seeing our kids now get more proactive in politics. I'm seeing them go to the streets. I see them at some of the protests. I see them participating in politics. And now I'm I'm thinking that they're going to be the future politicians. They're going to be the ones that are are, we're, we're seeing a whole new wave of young people. I have some volunteers on my um, committee. Um, I have this guy by the name of Zach who made my video. And this guy was a former student of mine. You guys got to see my video. It's, 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 it's on my website and on my Facebook page, factor for Poway um, on Facebook and um, www factor for Poway on my website. But Zach put together that video. And then well we got this guy by the name of Harm uh, Soto. You know, he's a young guy. He's he's a major, major, you know, uh, I think what a leader he is. Um, he really stands up for immigration and, and um, you know, dealing with people's rights. And uh, he's actually my my um, moderator on, on my um, little Zoom that I have. And I'm hoping that you see that. But the person behind it is this young lady. And I'm, I'm not going to mention her name because I, I think that she would want me to. I, I'll just say. Her initial is D-E. And this young lady came to me and said, I want to help your campaign. And she has been the inspiration. Um, she has been truly my 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 campaign manager. Um, she uh, is an engineer. She is one of the brightest young ladies ever. And she has um, made sure that... Um, I, I have faith in myself as a campaign guy, you know, running for election, um, because I did believe those students. I did believe that in a, in a lot of ways, um, you know, that as as a politician, I was going to look down, be looked down upon. No one likes being looked down upon. I started, I started realizing that I'm not a politician. And I had to really kind of figure out who Phil Factor was going to be if he was going to run for city council. And I chose, I chose to be Phil Factor. I chose not to be a politician. I chose to be, and that's, that's why I'm a humanist. I chose to be a human. I chose to be a, just like I was a teacher, the same love that I gave my students, same care, same phone number. In those days, my phone number was different than that. So, but uh, um, I did the same thing as I'm doing for you guys. And um, that, that's that's the offering. And, and that to me um, is trying to build that trust. 
it's it's the only way. So, you know, I'm not going to ever be a liar, cheater, a thief. I'm, I'm never, ever going to be someone that um, isn't going to listen to you or respond to you. And I'm going to hear you. I'm going to be there with us, with us together. That, that's a big difference, us. Um, I, I also want to point out something. I, I listened to your uh, podcast with one of the other candidates the other day. And I think that uh, um, I'm going to tell you, I really like Frank. He's, he's a nice young man. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I could really see him um, taking some leadership roles in the future for Poway. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to have him on my committee, um, the steering committees that, that I, I'm, I'm proposing. But um, one of the things he missed, he kept on saying that his job was to negotiate. He's a negotiator. He's one that solves problems. He's a, he, he, he comes up with solutions. And he said, I'll be working with the city manager and the city attorney. Hmm. You know what he failed to do? Put people first. Because hmm. I'm going to work for you. The residents are the top of the pyramid. And they are the pyramid, top of the pyramid, that directs the city council. They should direct the city council. It's not the city manager or the city attorney that directs the city council. (laughs) John, you're probably tired of this. People first. The people have to make that decision. They have to get involved and they have to drive the decisions that the city council makes. And the only way that really works is that they have to be listened to. And that's, that's, I think if if you have a city government that is really respected, it's one that where the people know that they got the right people in office. You know, I'm not getting tired of this. In fact, I'm keeping track. I have a scoreboard going like we talked about in the beginning of all the times that you're going to say people first or some version of that. And I, according to my count, we're at 51 <laughs> and uh, we're a minute and an hour and 37 minutes into this. You've made that point really clear. And I think that's good. I think it's also good that you are so darn authentic. You didn't want to be a politician. You wanted to be Phil Factor. And I think that's key. I think being authentic is people vote for people they like. And, and I think that's going to be really helpful for you in your Thanks. campaign. Thanks, John. Thanks. Let's um, look a couple of more things I want to touch on. Um, just here, just kind of a crazy one. When you're out on the campaign trail, you're knocking on doors, you're giving speeches. What's some of the crazy things that you've encountered, some adventures, some unusual comments or things that you're hearing out on the streets? Um, you, you know, a lot of times people will ask you what political party you're in. And, you know, they, they want to know if, if you're going to vote for President Trump or you're going to vote, vote for, you know, Vice President Joe Biden. And, you know, they want to know, you know, um, uh, where you stand. I said, look, you got to understand, I, I'm a local guy. I, I'm running for Poway City Council. It uh, is a nonpartisan position. Who I vote for for president of the United States really doesn't have much to do with Poway Road. It really doesn't have much to do with Proposition P. It doesn't have to do with, you know, ideas such as a new reservoir for Poway. Um, And, you know, I I try to escape that one. But, you know, when people ask, you know, Phil, you know, 
be honest, you know, you know, who are you really going to vote for? And I'm going to say, well, that's for you to figure out. I'm a humanist. <laughs> and I think I think if you know anything about people that care about people, you probably know who Phil Factor lines himself with. But um, I, I would never, ever get that in my way because I have people that believe different than me. And, and that's real important. I want to get this across. I want to let you know that whoever I decide to line with on a national base, I get along with everybody. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to lead to the fact that remember later on, we're going to do that reveal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's right. So, so this is a part I want you to, when I taught political science in room K eight and room K nine at Mount Carmel high school, mm-hmm. I taught political science and I, answered the question, what is a Republican and what is a Democrat? And I made sure, and also what is an independent? And I talked about the uh, political scale from right to left and, you know, just right in the middle. Mm -hmm. Talked about all of it. And I made sure that as a teacher that I kept Phil Factor out of it. I kept my beliefs out of it that when I taught, my students never knew if I was a Republican or Democrat. And to this day, you could ask any of my students. The only way that they would guess was, oh, aren't all teachers Democrats? <laughs> and the fact right. is, that's not true. Right. Not all teachers are Democrats. Of course. In fact, I have just as many Republican friends that are teachers that are Democrat and that are teachers. So um, my students never knew. And I don't think it's important for my community to know. Um, that's why I turned down the uh, Democratic Party of Poway's um, even idea to even weigh me out, to, to, to even consider me for endorsement. And there's a reason why. I don't want to be affiliated with a political party as your city council member, because I want to represent all people, all people and not one group and not one group that thinks one way, because I need to represent everybody. So it's um, it, it's the truth. Yeah. It's not an answer. It's, it's the truth. It's it, oh, it's yeah. how can you be a city council member and only favor a certain group? Yeah, yeah, right. I agree. That's why I say it's a good answer, and it is the truth. Uh, but it is. I will say it, it's got to be natural for a lot of people when you're out there door knocking and shaking hands. People always want to know, you know, are you red or you blue or you a D or you an mm-hmm. R, you know, because they want to categorize you. But I like how you're you're kind of separating yourself from the whole chaos of national politics and just saying I'm a people person. I'm a Poway person. And that's what matters. So listen to this one. So you asked about unusual things. So the other day I was on the street corner with my big sign and I was waving at everybody and, and I was, you know, getting people honking and getting people to say, I love you, Phil. And, you know, thumbs up and all that. Um, This one car came by and this guy rolls down the window. He had his wife in the car, assuming it was his wife. And he goes, do you know Bruce Jump? And I go, who? He goes, Bruce. I said, I- I'm not sure who is Bruce. He goes, I'm Bruce. I played against you 50 years ago. I went to San Fernando High School, and you went to Granada Hills. You're Phil Factor. And I said, oh, my goodness. I gave him my card, and I am hoping that he's listening to this podcast. I'm hoping that he and I get together because we were cross-team rivals playing for 
probably one of the most famous games in the LA city history. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my team beat Anthony Davis, who ended up being the guy that should have won the Heisman trophy from yeah. USC. He still holds yeah. the records. My team beat them in the LA city championship. And uh, I am right now the chairperson of our 50th reunion. Um, right now it might have to be the 51st reunion because yeah. of the COVID, yeah. but yeah. Um, and this man coming by saying, Phil Factor, I remember you. I'll tell you what, talking about being excited and uh, having that. So um, I, I do want to share with you guys that um, that was probably one of the most exciting things that happened on my campaign trail. Um, another one is um, I've just met some great people. People oh, yeah. that just love this town yeah. um, and they want to get involved. There's yeah. so many people out there that want to be a part of Poway. And then there's other people that want to rely on Poway. Um, Poway gives them the quality of life and turn it over to the city government and they depend on us. So I've seen that as well. But uh, knocking on doors, um, putting these, I have this fly swatter. Have you seen it? No, what is that? Oh, there it is. So anyway, I came up with the idea that, oh, there it is. I came up with the idea that most people, when they get stuff in the mail or something left, you know, like a door hanger, what do they do with it? They throw it in the trash. What I decided to do was give them something that would be a value, a fly swatter. And a bookmarker, a bookmarker, because I love reading and yeah. it's about me. And so I've left everybody. I now have I have 2000 of these fly swatters and I have now distributed 1250. Um, I'm going to continue Valverde and the Stone Ridge area. And then I'm going to go over to Green Valley. And if if you don't get a fly swatter, call me three. 858-375-3615. And I will drive to your house and give you a fly swatter. So I, I promise you a fly swatter if you live in District 2. And if you're also listening from all the other districts, because I will represent you and you want a fly swatter, how about if I meet you at the Poway Library and just tell me when, and I'll hand you a, a fly swatter saying, you know, I will support you as well as your city council member. That's awesome. I like so that. I'm it's been fun. It, it's been tons of fun. It, someone wrote me a net letter. They go, okay, you call yourself a humanist. Isn't it ironic that you have a fly swatter that's going to, you know, hit something or kill something or, or, or end some, yeah. some bug's life. Yeah. And I said, make sure you don't use it on your children or an animal. <laughs> if it's a spider, if it's a flying insect or a bug, I, I said, that's not being humane. Oh, you know, someone might disagree. I'm sure that everybody at one time, you know, has thought maybe they were a bug in their first life or earlier life or whatever. But uh, honestly, I have these things available. Give me a call. I'd love to give you a fly swatter. That's awesome. I, that I've never even thought of that idea. I've never seen a candidate ever do that. The fly swatter has a lot of, you know, symbolism for a lot of things that you want to, SWAT down, but I think that's fantastic. It's my secret weapon. But you know, John, I, I, I did think out of the box. Um, yeah. I, I, if you talk to the kids, do you know that I didn't believe in giving kids tests? Really? I didn't believe in it. You know what my test question was? This will blow you out. What's that? My test question is, what did you learn? Ah. That's the question. 
So all you had to do is on a piece of paper, tell me what you learned. And I also told my students that it didn't have to even be handwritten. If they want to paint what they learned, if they want to sing what they learned, if they want to demonstrate what they learned, I will consider that. But, you know, the most important thing was I know that when my students took my test, it wasn't that they copied it off of someone else or they, they had a cheat notes or that they learned it. It came from up here. And I really believe that when you value education, it's not this stuff that these kids went through the last 25 years. The, the education is a lifelong learning experience. And I, I think that's why, you know, a lot of my students love me so much, not because I was easy, but because I made sense. I, I, I wanted to really know what they got from it. And every kid gets something different, just like you guys that are watching this. You might each get something different about Phil Factor. And yes, I am creative. And the reason why I'm creative is because I think outside of the box. That's why I'm looking at a reservoir for power. That's why I want steering committees in power. And that's why I want to make sure that the the people have this participation in it. Because that's thinking outside of the box. You know, it'd be easy to just tell you exactly what it's going to be because that's what everybody else does. But when you really listen to people, creative things come out. Pete, Pete Neal, that guy, I love listening to him. He is a very intelligent man. Yes, he is. High intelligence. Yes. And even though he didn't get his way in watching his little car race the other day because of Cox Cable, you know, yeah. Pete doesn't think I – he's going to probably think that I'm, I'm watching every step of him. But, you know what, I realize when people care to – and, and Pete, when he goes to the city council meetings, and there's a bunch of people, Chris Cruz, yeah, Joe St. Lucas, yeah. um, you know, um, Mary Sh- uh, Shepherdson. I, I mean, we have so many people that love our town that are strong leaders yeah. that are going to help give me insight. And, and truly, I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to count you in because you are the people that, that have the voice. And then what about the people that aren't? on the internet that aren't voicing, they need to be asked too. And again, I want to be able to encourage everybody to be able to have input. And if you don't have the input, don't be surprised if I walk up to you and say, what do you think? I'm not going to do it rudely, but you know, I I might be at a restaurant and say, I'm Phil factor. Can I ask for some input? And that's the type of, feeling that I have is I'll be able to make better decisions and the decisions won't come from me. They'll come for, from a, a, a collective focus. That was awesome. Um, wow. Do you want, do you want the reveal on the farm? Do you, do you want the reveal on the farm? Cause I know we're I getting close. Yeah. There's a couple more questions I want to okay. do, but do you want to do the reveal now or do you still no. want to wait till the very end? I, I want to go to the very end. Okay. Um, there's, you know, right now dominating the news, there are big fires out by yes. Alpine, the Valley Fire. And, you know, we're all ample, you know, radar up, you know, we're very concerned about this. What, what's your take on what the city of Poway should be doing? Or are we already doing a good job to have disaster preparedness? Uh, kind of give me some thoughts along those lines. 
Well, first of all, you, uh, let you all know that I was a uh, victimized um, by the Cedar Fire. Uh, the person that lit that um, caused our family harm, and um, it uh, it put us out of our home. Uh, luckily, my house didn't burn down, but a lot of my property did. Um, mm -hmm. We our neighbors' homes burned down. Um, so we definitely were traumatized. So fire is a real thing. Um, Mark Sanchez, I love you. Wherever you are, I think you're somewhere in Nevada right now, uh, living your retirement life. Um, I know that we have a new uh, um, head um, sheriff. Canavan. Yep. We have a new head sheriff and new fire chief. Yeah. And I know that they're going to follow the, 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 the same pathway that our, our great past um, leaders. Um, our fire department is just tremendous. If, if ever I've uh, smelled smoke, you know, I mean, they'll run a rig right up to our and check it all out. Yeah. Um, we do as much as we can, but as much open space as we have, we're a tinderbox. Yes, and um, I put a note out to the Iron Mountain community that we all should be on the plan mode, meaning that we all need to be prepared. One of my neighbors, a, a guy in Lawrence, called me and said, Phil, got to come over and check out my equipment. I have a 14 horsepower pump and I have this type of, you know, fire hose and I'm all ready to go. And he goes, can I use your truck? OK, if I have a problem, I, I heard that you're willing to help us out. And I said, you can use my truck. I'll, I'll be there willing to help you out. Um, I think that we can never do enough to be prepared. And that's why these group meetings that I call neighbor, Neighborhood Watch and, and our um, Poway Neighbor um, Emergency Corps, get them together and let's get trained. Let's do more and more in our communities. So um, this fire here, um, my son, my son is a firefighter. Oh, wow. My son, yeah. Lucas. And uh, in fact, he just got a new job working with a private company that's going to be working with San Diego Gas and Electric. And um, but he's he says, Dad, the way the wind is blowing right now, all we do is take some ash blowing our way. And he was watching it. And I yeah. warned all our neighbors. So it, it's it's a real thing. It's the air conditions right now. I mean, it's 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 almost it's it's worse than I remember growing up in L.A. and smelling the smog. The, uh, it's bad conditions. It, it's not a good time to exercise. It's a good time to to make sure that if the fire comes our way, or if a fire, and, and I'm going to say this, people aren't doing the right thing. When when you're flying those Japanese lanterns, and you're fi firing off fireworks for a baby reveal. And you're doing things that. Oh like God. that. Yeah. And and you got to know that we're right now at the peak of our fire time yes. in 112 plus degree heat. Yes. It's not a time. And, and our firemen, our, our fire people are, are putting their lives online. And we have a great one in Poway. I love those guys. Every time they go by, I always wave to them. You know, they, they must think I just love them and they better know I love them because I depend on them. So um, it's uh, uh, I'm, I'm very concerned right now. This is the time until we get those rains. Uh, we all need to be on fire watch. Um, I also want to say this. It's kind of skipped to the, the sheriff part. I actually went on a sheriff ride along. Oh, wow. And I, see. I, you know, I, I saw how great our, 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 our uh, sheriff department is. 
how much they really do care about the people. And on the day I was on there, it was full on lights and sirens because there was a um, potential break in in Valverde, Green Valley area. And wow. we hollered. I, I'll tell you what, I've never driven so fast through Poway. And I'll tell you what, I am so impressed with our sheriff. They are so professional. My area of concern, though, with our sheriff is the frustration that they feel in dealing with our homeless population. Because a lot of times they're getting phone calls of vagrancy or some kind of behavior. And uh, and they don't have the tools Um so what I'd like to see, you know, because there's a lot of talk about how to change the uh, sheriff department or law enforcement. Um, I would like to see us actually have someone that is going to work with our people that are evicted and struggling, that are homeless. Um, I have one of my first football players that is probably one of the most well-known homeless people in all of Poway. And uh, um, I'll just call him CB. And uh, CB um, is is a person that I have so much respect for because um, I, I think he really loves Poway just like the rest of us, but he does live on our streets. And um, I, I want to make sure that he doesn't have a day where he's without a meal, without what he considers a safe place. And when he wants health care, that it's there. Um and I'll tell you what, I, I do think that CB always has his eyes out for Poway. If there is something wrong, um, he cares enough to be able to let the right people know. Um, but I also want to make sure that um, when families go through tough times that they're provided for. And our sheriff department doesn't know what to do with these people. They really have a tough time. And I'm on the ride along when I did it that day. Um, they were having a tough time just with a group of four people that were intoxicated or under the influence, uh, whatever they were taking. And, um, you know, someone was violating a, 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 um, a, a distance order, you know, where they, they should have been near another person that was there. And it was, you know, the, it, there was a bunch of stuff that happened. And I really had um, a concern that our sheriff were put in a situation that they shouldn't be put in. And I, I, I know that when I become city council member, I'm going to meet with um, our captain, and and I'm going to I'm going to definitely try to do as much as I can to bring a better social system to helping our people that are homeless or live on the streets, and try to put our sheriff as a an arm to that, but not put them in the situation that they're currently in. If you talk to any of our sheriff, they are frustrated with dealing with the homeless population and they shouldn't have to deal with them. Mm -hmm. We should get resources that are going to be able to help these people and make it available. So that's one of my, my, my big things because they also are people, you know, there is as important as I am. They they count and they are a part of our community. So let's help. Let's help out all people. Right on. Yeah. The, the homeless situation is definitely a big problem. And, and it is there. There is a decent population here in Poway that are homeless. Um, and not all of them are visible either. You, you oh, got to yeah. know it because they'll sleep in cars. They'll couch sleep. Yes. 
couch and, surfers. And, yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, and it's only going to get bigger because we do have a tougher time for the people at the bottom of the ladder. And housing so darn expensive, you know, so yes, it, it's hard. And I remember reading an article where there was a tremendous amount of, you know, like you say, the invisible homeless, not the the guy with the shopping cart on the sidewalk, but people that couch surf, sleep in cars, sleep in hallways and corridors. And a lot of times these are like single parents with children that actually go to our schools in Poway. Um, right. So it's it's yeah, there's a lot there that we don't really know enough about. And that's a tough one to crack for sure. Right. One night I was um, at the Poway Library setting up for the GoFundMe for the um, the uh, essential workers. Yeah. And uh, Tori uh, Powers and I um, yeah. ran this fundraiser to give $100 to each one of the um, workers. And um, there was a a, uh, a couple living under the shelter of the uh, open space in the library. And um, when I got there, I felt really bad because I kind of woke them up and, you know, they started gathering their stuff, but um, it's, it, it was heartbreaking, you know, knowing that it's raining out there and, and this is the only place that they could find and they didn't have a bathroom, you know, so they went around the corner to, you know, yeah. to, you know, release themselves. And yeah. it, it's just not what we, the best we can do. Agreed. Yeah, there's a lot that needs to be done there. And, um, and yeah, the, the sheriff department is really the one that kind of has to, you know, quote unquote, clean up the mess, you know, so, kind of deal with a lot of the repercussions of the problem. Um, so, and they begin, they, they become distracted from real crimes, you know, right. um, so, real Real problems. I, I, I want to make it clear that um, I did show up at um, Black Lives Matter because Black Lives do matter to me. Yeah, of course. And um, there was one group that was talking about um, disintegrating or abolishing our, our sheriff department. And I was there when they said that. And I told my wife, I said, we're, we're leaving because our sheriff department is stellar. Um, you know, they they. They all, everybody always needs improvements. Us as teachers, Poway Unified, as great as we were, you know, for our students and our families, um, there were some teachers that weren't good teachers. There were some teachers that didn't really care. You know, they, they were the first ones out of the parking lot. Um, our sheriff's department does care. Um, we are very, very fortunate. I do think that some reforms could occur. I do think that, you know, the, the idea of uh, how they deal with the citizens in, in terms of chokeholds and stuff like that and following procedures and better training. And and uh, it, here's another idea, fill factor idea. And it, it's not original. But remember, I talked about this neighborhood leadership group yeah, and a, and a neighborhood watch. But also, I would like to see our officers kind of have each a precinct that they also not only attend those meetings, but frequently they're seen getting out of their car and walking around the neighborhood, walking around the neighborhood, greeting people and saying, how's it going? Do you have any concerns that, that we should think about or that we should um, be able to help you on as your, your, your law enforcement people. And then also um, I think that teenagers don't trust police. And that happened probably, I don't know when it happened, but you know, I, I remember being in high school and I remember that during the Vietnam War, you know, police officers were called all different bad names. But I, I also 
I always told my kids to respect respect police officers and always care about them. And, you know, they'll care about you. Um, we used to have at Mount Carmel High School a, um, a, a actual representative from San Diego PD come into our classrooms. And as a sociology, psychology teacher, I always had him in and or had her in. And they came in. And by the time they left, my students won their uh, my students started trusting them. And all my students changed their attitudes. Most of them changed their attitudes towards law enforcement. I'd like to go back to that. I'd like to see our law enforcement walk the streets, get to know our kids, get to know the families and get to know our community instead of hiding out in a police car behind some bush, ready to write some guy a ticket that's going 38 miles an hour in a 35. Mm -hmm. I'll give you one other. I'm not happy with the fact that our law enforcement up on Iron Mountain tickets all those cars. These families are going to the trails. They're hiking those trails and they're, Ticketing all these cars, uh, I think that's the wrong approach. It has a bad flavor for me, giving people tickets. Now, I know that Highway 67 is the most dangerous throughway in all of San Diego County, and people shouldn't be parking there. Well, then we as a city need to invest in building a bigger parking lot so that people aren't parking on the streets and that families can hike the Iron Mountain trails. But to ticket the cars? I'm going to stand against that. And I don't know if city council has that jurisdiction, but I'm hoping that our um, city manager is hearing this, that Chris knows that I think it was wrong for the, whoever was the police officer that ticketed every single car, okay, along that highway. Um, it, it just, it's not Poway. That's not a good, that's not what we're about. Um, it, it, to me, it could have been done differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you completely. And we, we um, talk about how much we value the open space and the trails um, and that encourages use. And then if the parking lot is full, then it creates a whole other problem. Um, and frankly, those are city streets. So people should be able to park on them. But so, yeah, also sure safety. Safety is important. Of if course. that officer was given it for safety, they probably could have done it differently. They, they, yeah. they didn't have to write a ticket. There could have been uh, some instructions, a note, some, you know, some ideas on where to park differently. So exactly. there's a lot of different ways to handle it for sure. Exactly. Um, okay. I got one more question before we get to the big reveal. Yes, sir. And I want to talk about water. And there's a couple of different angles to go with this. On one hand, we had the water crisis, you know, back in late uh, 2019 here in the city of Poway. Um, there's also been some conversation and, you know, they changed the water rates and there were some protests by people in town. There's the whole notion of tiered water pricing that creates some you know, it's a battle between the big landowners and their tiered pricing versus the the small person that uses very little but has a, a large, you know, uh, basic usage fee. So I just want to go down this path of water. We already talked about a reservoir, but share with me some of your thoughts about our water department in the city. And then also I, the other part of it is, is how does the city government actually kind of intermingle funds between the water department and the city, uh, the city's operating budget. I know uh, Chris Cruz has commented a lot about that in the past. What are your thoughts? This isn't going to surprise you. Another committee. Remember I mentioned earlier, a utility committee. Yeah. The water 
is part of that utility committee because I sat in on those workshops and I saw the tears and I heard all this and I'm thinking, well, I live in the community of Iron Mountain. We don't even have water. We have one of our neighbors that has a tank. He goes down the hill, fills it up, and now he has water. We have other neighbors that have water trucks coming in. Some of us have good wells. I, I have a, happen to have a, a, a good well. So water, even up in my area, is a concern. I believe that water for the city of Poway, you know, it, it's interesting because here we have a drought. And everybody was told, go drought resistant, save water, save money, you know, yeah. save it. Everybody did. And those people that put in these drought resistant properties, then they still get charged more. And they're thinking, <laughs> hey, wait, here we are saving and now we're getting yeah. charged more. Yeah. And then the city council, you know, it, it, they were transparent on this part. They say, if we're using less, we get charged more because one way or another, we have to pay the same amount because we're getting this water from this from San Diego. And as other cities are doing um, uh, refining their water and, and recycling their water and they're coming up with their own systems, we're not and we're being charged more to make up for the difference. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm sitting in on these meetings and there's some really bright people. I mean, there's this one guy, Peter DeHoff, and he comes in and he, this guy is brilliant. He, he, he is like this engineer and he's giving all these numbers. And then we have other guys like Pete Babich, who's also really bright and experienced. And Pete's given all this stuff. And I'm thinking, how am I going to be a city council member? when I'm not understanding this language. I'm, I don't know that much about water. I know a whole lot about Phil Factor's well at his house. Yeah, all right. But I don't know what they're talking about. And I started studying this stuff, and I started realizing that that's another reason why we need to have a committee of people like Peter and like Pete Babbage that are going to form this committee that's going to give some direction to the city on how they should deal with the water. And I'm hoping that committee would consider a reservoir. So um, the answer with this is to be able to, water is always going to be an issue. Um, water is, it, 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 it is, okay, it, you're going to have to write this down again. You know, because the most valuable resource on this earth are people. People are the most valuable resource. But Water is also a valuable resource, and we've got to make sure that we're doing the right decision-making when it comes to the usage of water. And um, how we deal with our water issues can't be just from our staff. And don't get me wrong, Poway does have a, a great staff, but I also do believe that it, things shouldn't just go from staff to city council. That's why we need that filter of the steering committee when it comes to planning, utilities, and other decision-making that we could form a committee to direct. And it shouldn't just be from the city council. And it shouldn't be just from the staff. So um, I think that the water issue should go to the utility committee and they should take a look at ways that we could do water better and that we could lower the cost. If we do it better, we might do it smarter and we might be able to, to take the resources that we currently have and, and, and make it even better. 
because I don't believe that we're doing it the best way. Just to hike up the cost, just to make up the difference for what we're being charged, uh, I'm not sure that's the right way to go. For people that have fixed incomes and them to have a, a change, I, I don't, any type of change, I, I'm concerned. I'm concerned because they're not getting that benefits in their Social Security benefits. They're not getting that pay raise. They're not getting the added, and that's why um, when we had a probably a couple of weeks ago, they were talking about the uh, um, the 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 spaces, the the uh, um, the property that our city manages. And one of the things I said: don't raise the taxes. Don't make this, you know, the the, uh, um, the landscaping in Poway. Don't charge start charging the people more for landscape maintenance. And I, 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 and, and I was told right off that there was no increase, but I believe yet, because sooner or later, who's going to pay the bill? Who's going to pay the bill for the broken sprinkler or the labor to, to clean up the, the landscaping and the water? So um, a, a committee that sits in and comes up with the better ideas and how to do it better um, would really help, especially when it comes to water um, and energy. Um, I, I do think that solar um, can create power and power can create pumps to pump up water and to be able to, again, to have more power coming back. And there's there's a lot of ways to do this. Um, just like, and I'm going to say this, you know, 20 years ago, if you would have told me about this email stuff and Gmail stuff and internet stuff and cell phone stuff, yeah. I guarantee you 20 years from now, we're going to have a better way of providing the resources to the people. And it's going to come from the people like Peter DeHoff. It's going to come from the Pete Babbage. It's going to come from the Pete Neals that, that are, are brilliant people that are going to be able to direct us leaders, the fill factors out there on how to vote on a decision and to be able to support them with their ideas, their ideas. It doesn't have to come from me. Right. Yeah, because I think no city council person could be an expert in every category. You know, so you have to depend on experts, people, concerned citizens that have done their due diligence. Um, so, yeah, I'm a big supporter of, of having specialized city committees to, to offer up good, sound advice for our city council member to use when they make the vote. That makes sense. Yes, sir. Um, just another, just a quick tangent. What about the the climate action plan for the city of Poway? My my hunch is is that you're probably for something like that, right? Oh, uh, watch me! Did I roll my eyes just then? No, I'm, I'm going to roll them right now. Roll them, roll my eyes. Do you know that Poway is the only one without a, a, a energy plan? The only yeah. city mm-hmm. with some of the most intelligent human beings. We are without a, a plan that. And you know what, if this is your guys way, this city council or or whoever is making this decision to hold back, to go against our governor, to be able to say, we're going to make our own stand and do it our way. Guess what? That's a poor decision. Mm -hmm. The decision should be that we learn from experts and learn from other cities on how to do it better. And the fact is, is that we have issues when it comes to, energy. We have a responsibility when it comes to 
going green with not only the rest of California, but with the United States and the rest of the world. And the fact is, is that by improving the things that we do with, with the right planning. Now, one of my questions on the farm, and, and I asked this to Kevin McNamara's group, what about solar? And he said, every house has solar. Mm, yeah. He says that that's a given. And, and I, I love that answer. I love the fact that I was asking a question that was a given because they wouldn't even be able to get their plans through the city without having solar assist um, for each one of their homes. So the fact is that we are doing some things, but the fact is, is that we're not doing all that we can do. And um, I would like to keep in mind, you know, we have a, um, a, a landfill in Poway. It's yeah. right up Poway Road. And we have methane gas that is, you can see every once in a while, the flame. Yeah, I've seen, but, I've uh, seen the flame, but I see those little pipes that kind of pop up. Yeah, I've seen the flame. And I've also reported at times I've smelled the methane gas, which was a concern. But um, I, I read this somewhere. Why not on landfills also put solar? Oh yeah, I mean they should be putting it. We have all that. Can, we can put can. we can put a windmill right up there. Where's our oh, yeah. windmill in, in Poway? Uh, maybe maybe that's not very aesthetic, you know. And but to, to have solar panels, and we could put them in some of that land right there with that landfill, and be able to create some power. That that's a wise decision. Um, mm-hmm. to make sure that our shopping centers all have um, electric plug-ins and that as we're planning this corridor, Poway Road, let's make sure that the steering committee that Phil Factor is recommending that they are putting up um, resources that are going to be able to keep the energy costs down, that are going to provide the right resources um, needed and that, that we're going to make you know good decisions when it comes to building and energy, right which on. is so important. So important. Yeah. You know, um, in fact, with the farm, I, if I remember correctly, Kevin McNamara told me that every one of the houses that's going in there will either have an electric vehicle charging station or have an option to add it at the time uh, they move in. So smart. It's, it's real smart. It is smart. So let, let's circle back. Yeah, we're right near the end, and we want let's do this big reveal about the farm, uh, Measure P. Um, Phil Factor, how, how's Phil Factor going to vote on that one? All right. Now you're going to be upset with me, and so is the community. <laughs> Phil Factor says it's up to the people because that's oh. you're, you guys are voting for okay. proposition. All right. It's not a Phil Factor decision. It's the uh-huh. people's decision, and that's the way it should be. It's a high you're impact. Go, you're going to the ballot. You're going to make a, a check mark. What are you going to do? And that's why I go to the ballot box, or that's why I do it by mail, is that I deserve the same right that every citizen does, yeah. and that is to not have to you know, tell you if I'm going to vote for uh, R <laughs> or, or I or D or P. Yes or no. And, and the, the reason why I've chosen to do this, I am the only candidate that believes that the people should be making the decision. And people keep on saying, I, 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 I've heard it. I know that all over Facebook, they're saying, Phil, you're a coward. Phil, mm-hmm. you're wishy-washy. Phil, you need to make a decision. And I'm going to say that if I truly believe 
in democracy. And I truly believe that decisions like this high impacting to a community that my vote is one vote only. And how I vote yes or no is the way that I have that confidentiality. And I just like as a teacher, and that's why I brought up that story. You never knew if I was a Democrat or Republican or independent that you on this reveal will never know how Phil Factor votes. And I do think that that's only fair to Kevin McNamara. I think it's only fair to those people that oppose Kevin McNamara that they will not know how Phil Factor will vote. Now, let's say that it goes down and says it's a no vote. Then I will, as your city council member, represent you as the people for your next decision. If it goes through and Kevin gets the yes vote, then I would like to see a people's committee make sure that Kevin follows through on what he says he's going to do and that the plan will go through a steering committee to ensure that the people, the issues on traffic, the issues on density and all the issues are going to stay with the original plan that Kevin has put forth in front of the city council. Mm-hmm. So, um, my students never knew if I was a Democrat or Republican, and you as a city aren't going to know if I voted yes or no on Proposition P, and I think that's fair because I believe in people first. Well, Phil, I, I think you've given us some hints in this podcast on which way you're leaning. Um, and for those of you that have sat through this entire two-hour and 20-minute podcast, um, thank you very much for all your support. Um, but yeah, I think you've shared a couple of uh, hints, I think, on which way you're leaning. But I'm, I'm going to let the people come to that conclusion themselves. Um, this is We've covered a lot of ground and I've uh, I've kept score. Remember, we said that in the beginning. How many times you said you were going to put the people first? Yes, sir. I'm up to 72. Hmm. You said it 72 times in this two hour and change podcast. I think we all know where you stand, who you back. You're for the people. You're a humanist. Thanks. Right on. What else have we not covered that you want to get in? You want to squeeze in here at the end? Well, I'd like to just talk a little bit about being married to Laurel Factor. Oh, yeah, right on. (laughs) 50 years. Wow. 50 years together, and she's my best friend. Mm. She's stood beside me. She's had my sons. She has our grandchildren always in heart. And uh, I'm very, very fortunate to have a partner in life that believes in me. It was her idea that I run for Poway City Council. Nice. And... um, (laughs) I I can honestly say that um, I love her dearly and look forward to the years ahead. Um, October 16th, it'll be 50 years that we went on our first date. I always say this is that I'm still dating this young girl that I met 
back in high school when I was a football player and she was on the drill team. Ah, nice. And, uh, you know, you know, you're in love when you, you say to someone, I love you. That was back when I was 17 and 18 years old. But that love today is so different from the love then. And that it has this meaning to me that I can't even share the depth. And um, it's easy for me to say, John, and this is true. I do love you, but I love my wife very different from you and and I, I, I've learned that love is just like the different um, types of snows or the different types of waves if you're a surfer or the different types of flavors if you go to 31 flavors but uh, um, the love that I have for my wife um, has become um, a lifelong friendship that is so valued and that makes Phil Factor um, feel that um, no matter what, that um, his life has been a great life. It's a, it's, it's the end of my story. Is Laurel Factor. So anyway, for, thanks for letting me share that. Well, I think I know who Laura's going to be voting for. So thanks. That, that's awesome. Thanks, Phil. How can people get in touch with you? What's your website again? You want to repeat your phone number? How can people I sure do. Um, let me write my phone number. I'm going to make sure you see it. I got this piece of paper. <laughs> Just like the board. Okay. I can hear you scribbling. Here we go. Phone there number. It is. Let's make sure you see it. Can you see it? Yeah, you're kind of pull it back a little bit. You're like All too right. close to the camera. There it is. 858 375 3615. Right. Five, eight, three, seven, five, three, six, one, five. That's it. That's how they can reach you, Phil Factor. And what's your website address? So the website is really easy. Factor for Poway. Okay. It's a F-O-R. So it's Factor, F-A-C-T-O-R for Poway. And I'm, I'm just, right behind me is my sign. There it is. So yeah. You can see it. And it's, and it's right there on the bottom. I'm, I'm going to move this up so that you can actually see it. <laughs> cool. This is great. Now Classroom teachers, we need to be creative. So I love this. Is is it? Tell me how it's done. Yeah, it looks good right there. Yeah, and look, is that that's like uh, Iron Mountain and kind of the the hills behind Poway, right? You know, when uh, I came up with the uh, campaign colors and everything, my son said, "Dad, Poway, if you really want the people to support you, you got to know that it's green." And Poway sure. High School is green. Yeah. In fact. I'm famous for yelling out green and uh, people know that when they, uh, when they see me at a football game or a wrestling match and I'm yelling green, it's Phil factor. So anyway, green was the color um, that we chose um, because green is Poway and it has a lot to do with our open space. And yes, they are mountains to represent city in the country, which it must stay. Mm. Well, Phil, thanks so much. There you are. Now you're back on camera. Yes. Thanks for uh, sharing thanks. this. You know, so um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You no, know, we miss one one thing though, John. You know, we miss one thing. Well, what? What do we? Today's miss? Labor Day. Yes. It let's is. let's uh, both of us give a little applause right now to those that labor for us. Yes. Not only today, yesterday, but 
in our history that they have built our country um, with laborers and that the idea of giving them um, a day that is remembering how they powered us through um, our 19th century into what we are today and to know that um, they truly deserve uh, credit for the uh, the basically building the whole infrastructure of this country as it, as as laborers and that their effort um, sometimes even giving their lives um, sometimes working for very little under bad conditions but um, today is a day of honoring those that have been significant or be a part as you know of, of that labor right so, on yeah yeah, Labor Day. I'm 100% with you there. Yeah, with the, the and that goes back to the people, right? It does. Thanks. Yeah. You said it. I should start marketing for you. Yeah, so I thanks, got you Phil. at 72 for Thank the you, people. Bud. Okay, Phil Factor, thanks again for joining us on the John Riley Project. We're going to uh, wrap this up. I'll have it posted on all the audio-only podcast platforms, hopefully later tonight. Um, the live recording is typically archived on video on both Facebook and YouTube. Sometimes there's a little bit of a delay until you can watch the recorded version. Uh, but uh, hopefully you, you and your fa- friends and family can share it and spread the word for Phil Factor for Poway City Council. Thanks again, Phil. I really enjoyed the conversation. I, I was truly honored and uh, I will be honored to serve our community and uh, um, be a part of your lives by representing you. John, um, Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, I've so enjoyed it. And uh, I want to let you know that uh, I have your back. I will support. Um, I will support you because I like what you're doing as well. And uh, Thank you're, you. thanks. All right. Thank you. All right. We'll see you later, friends. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.